Previously on Diceweave. He was at work the day he went missing, and then he went to a concert. Was it called the Vinyl Rat? I reckon both our guys went missing to the rat as well. The four of you make your way over to the neighborhood where Danny and her wife Yulia live. I give it a knock. You get the vibe of cheap alcohol. I'm shoving my shoulder into the door and breaking in. <laughs> you don't find Yulia anywhere in the house. But next to the chair is a record player where the record is still spinning. It would appear that it is spiral dust here. So- something magical is sealing the dust onto the record. We were planning to pose as customers and see if we could get one of these records from the source. Someone must have a supply of ciphers over there, unless the dust is coming from somewhere else. So keep an eye out for either option. Alrighty, so... What, what do we want to do for this, guys? All right, do we want to... Uh, we probably shouldn't all go in all at once. That might be a little intimidating and also a little uh, a little obvious, maybe. So we should each enter at a 15-minute interval. Well, now I think that might actually be more suspicious. Yeah, that could be even a lot more suspicious, I'd actually say. 23 minutes? No, it's not necessarily the time so much as the even intervals that would be suspicious. And I imagine, uh, I don't know if you guys do this sort of thing a lot. I usually wouldn't usually go to a record store alone if I could help it. I'd usually go with a friend, so maybe we'd pair off again. Or maybe we just send one pair. Two groups of two seems like something that would happen in record stores, like wouldn't know i haven't been in one in a while and or have i ever been in a record store i mean it sounds like something i've done but you know how records work this is canon you actually oh yeah i rolled really good on this i know all about it (laughs) but also he's never he knows everything about records he's never sit from the record store this is canon now uh we're just rolling with it (laughs) he was on his way to a record store for the first time and got fucking kidnapped Yo, and so and he found a book about record production, and he really enjoyed it, and just really has always kind of made a mental note to go to a record store at some point, and he, he just never did. <laughs> Kept forgetting. <laughs> Definitely not based off of uh, anything his author would do. He's an original character. <laughs> <laughs> original character, do not steal. <laughs> will lead. <laughs> Raven Darkness Dementia Way. Raven black hair down to my ass. That's why I was named Raven. <laughs> that's how names work. Wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's actually how that works. It, like, that's her in-universe in explanation for Oh, I'm for sure. I, I haven't taken the liberty to read the whole of that monstrosity. Oh, I have. It is absolutely glorious. There are many a uh, dramatic reading of it, too. They're oh, lovely. Quite, quite glorious, in fact, I would say, is the best word for it. I think we're a little off topic here. Just possibly. A little bit hot topic. <laughs> so records. Yes. So do you, guys, do you guys know anything about music and all that? Uh, well, there's a few songs I like. I mean, I usually don't forget the names of artists. I don't think I've ever been in a record store before, which is just like a shame because it's always seemed interesting. I mean, do you know that like they make these things with like a batter, like pancakes, like you kind of pr- press and 
the rec you put like you press the the uh, tape. Do you don't pour it? You see the the soundtrack is cut into the master foil, the so-called mastering process, and it's I believe it's called acetate. It's like what was Are it? Are you reading this? <laughs> no, I, well, me reading this. <laughs> Nav is transfixed. By the way, Nav just absorbs random information like a sponge, uh, but. I'm afraid my familiarity with music is a bit limited, although I do have a fairly solid understanding of the mathematical properties that make it sound pleasant. Alright, I was thinking maybe more along the lines of knowing and liking music and being able to talk about it to the person, but... Colin? I also want to remind y'all, real quick, while Will has provided, or Pete has provided an excellent explanation of how records work, that at some point I knew but forgot because I did the research like four months ago, (laughs) Uh, the records, the particularly glittery records that you suspect have spiral dust pressed into them, are a different kind of record that are more homemade, they're a softer material, they're not pressed, they're they're cut in they're cut live kind of thing kind of like those old russian x-ray uh records sure or just like you know those those old like clay records that existed or i don't know (laughs) if they were clay but like uh you know the old 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 timey records that weren't very good that we've kind of made better cylinders and phonograph shit yeah it's that it's similar process i was thinking of this rad thing they used to do in the Soviet Union because, you know, they didn't have imports from the U.S. where they would take old, like, x-ray photographs from medical offices and smoosh a bunch of them together so that they had the material to make a record out of because Holy it's the shit. same. Yeah, no, they're super rad. I recommend looking them up sometime. Nav doesn't know anything about this, but Mackenzie does because Mackenzie has different special interests than Nav. <laughs> that is metal as fuck. Immensely. There's a lot of real cool piracy that happened in the Soviet Union because they couldn't import shit. <laughs> Holy shit, that is really dope. Yeah. Sorry, they're cool. Uh, that's the first thing I think when I think cheaply produced records. I mean, it's recycled, I guess, but that doesn't seem like it was cheap to make all of the individual pieces. I mean, uh, well, I mean, the x-rays weren't cheap, but they weren't buying them off of the medical offices. They were... <laughs> They were not getting them legally, I don't think. They were appropriating them. I mean, I think there were secondhand markets for basically everything in the Soviet Union because nobody was getting paid well. And and again, this is not to diss on communism. I'm, I'm just saying the Soviet <laughs> Union specifically sucked ass. <laughs> this is not an anti-communist podcast. Bad structures of anything are bad. <laughs> the entire government was drunk all the time. Okay. <laughs> Back on target. Alrighty, with that finished. <laughs> Records. Who is, okay. Who's going with who into the record store? Well, I, I would like to think that I like music and I could probably talk decently about it. So I, I guess maybe Nav, you and I should go together. Excellent. Continue the pairings from earlier in the day. Sounds like a plan to me, Pete. Yeah, why why split up a good thing? This seems to be working. I don't see why we can't keep doing it. All right. All right. Nav, Bell, you guys head in first, and then we will follow at some point in time. 
12.5 minutes? Is that random enough? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's... I feel like that's good enough when there's only two two groups. Yeah, with the two groups, the timing doesn't matter quite as much. Add a second just to be safe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, just in case they got like one of those, you know, robot things or like updates. They entered exactly 60 seconds. Of, wait, is that is that a thing or is that... Was one that one of my books? I forget how technology works. You know, I think it's just fine. Wait, 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 wait! Real quick, real quick. I just had an idea. What if something goes terribly wrong while we're in there? Should we have something that, like, a signal or something? We could be like, "Oh shit, get in here." We have walkie talkies. Yeah, but like, don't don't you want something in case we want to be a little more subtle than that? Of like, oh hey, you should come in here and see this, but not like. Oh, shit, they should absolutely know right off the bat that we're fucking spying on them. Lexi, does the record store have windows? <laughs> or is it really shady? You haven't seen it yet, or are you outside of it? I imagine we got most of the way there and we're just, like, around a corner or something as we're debating exactly the... <laughs> we're hiding behind the dumpster, just, like, peeking <laughs> around the corner, talking about how not to be suspicious. And not a single one of us is talking about how this is extremely suspicious. <laughs> There's one employer, uh, employee who's out taking a smoke and is absolutely hearing us around the corner of the dumpster. <laughs> not his business. I'm actually trying to find specifically uh, the street that it's on. Because I, I wrote that down, but I currently can't fucking find it. Uh, so apparently you're just hanging out outside this place, but surreptitiously. And I think it's coming up on evening kind of thing. And um, the but the, uh, the the record store in particular, it does have windows, but they are mostly curtained or like it, it's kind of it's a bit of a hole in the wall. It you can tell that it will be relatively big on the inside, but it's not like huge. It has some cutouts and like cool, you know how like game stores have like cool posters in the windows covering them up so you can't actually see in? Yeah, uh, yes. that makes it's, sense. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of deal. And I want to mention that you can tell that there is a concert going on tonight. Kind of an open mic Mother deal. Fucker. Red. Let's just go then. I don't I don't know what signals we can have with the windows blocked off. Yeah, yeah, you're fa fair enough. Uh fuck. All right. Well, guess guess if shit goes down, uh come in if we start screaming. Generally speaking, if you hear large amounts of screaming come in even if it doesn't sound like our voices. Uh, just try and like casually buzz the walkies a few times. I feel like if it's not us screaming, it's probably not that urgent. That seems callous. We're not going to be that long. Like, we're going to be in there soon. It, just go ahead. We'll just, we'll feel it out. We'll vibe it. Yeah. See you guys in there whenever you come and join us. Uh, hopefully it's not because we're screaming. Let's go, Nav. Wait until screaming. Got it. All right. Uh... Pete, just follow my lead, okay? I love the idea that he's actually taking notes and, like, physically writes, wait until screaming. Nav takes Belle into the record store. Let's go. Yes, I walk in with Nav. You walk into this record store, and it is very nice in here. Uh, the lights are kind of low and, color and colorful. There's a stage set up, and there's a, uh, a group of three women in 
like they're wearing bonnets, but the rest of their outfits are like punk. And they're like rocking out on stage. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> and <laughs> there there are shel- like shelves, you know, the the record holder things that go down the middles that that they're like tables, but they're vertic they hold things vertically. Those things. It's a record store. You know what record stores look like. Probably better than I do. It's got display racks. Display rack. Thank fuck. Thank you. I was going to say shelves. (laughs) I said shelves, but I was like, this is not the right thing. Racks is generally what they're called. Cool. There are racks uh, displaying uh, records and uh, CDs and what uh, there's some sheet music stuff. I think there are some instruments hung up around as well. Like there's an instrument section. It's pretty decently sized it it's still kind of part of the strip on the street but it it's got it's got size to it and this band wraps up their song someone steps up on stage and says thank you that was amazing everyone give another round of applause for the petty bonnets i'm gonna fucking slap you lexi <laughs> Uh, next up at the open mic, it looks like we've got Pocket Sand. God. <laughs> that's a great band name, though, TPH. Right? Oh, God, that's terrible. I love it. I would absolutely fucking listen to them. Fuck. Pocket Sand and uh, Saba Klein, you're on deck. Anyways, Nev has been slightly distracted by a like very small box of eight tracks that they have somewhere in the corner Hell because... Yeah. They're yeah, like not something Nav has ever seen before. Oh, uh, Nav, Nav, you good there? Are you familiar with these? I don't believe they're the correct shape for cassette tapes. Oh no, no, that's that's an eight track. How is there eight of the? There's much more than eight of these in this box. Nah, nah, it's a, it's what it's called. It's uh, they're they're sometimes uh cartridges. Uh, uh, okay, look, it's basically a magnetic recording system. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into this more later. Yeah, they're admittedly they're kind of shit compared to most most other ways of recording. She's just like somewhat tempted to like pry one open, but has has so far held held themselves back. Is there anybody? Okay, you mentioned the one person who was up on stage doing the announcing. Is there anybody else here who looks like an employee? Uh, yeah, there are definitely a few. It's it's a fairly busy night. There there are audience members uh, kind of chilling out, lounging, or just kind of watching the music and whatnot. There are employees. There's at there's at least one behind the counter, and a couple others who look uh, like they're at some tables for merch. Do any of them appear to be surly teens, the age of the missing teen whose name escapes me? Isaac is their official name. Isa was something that they were referred to as. Surly teens. Um, I mean, there are definitely some surly looking... <laughs> fucking surly teens. There are, there the are surly some... Surly teens ve- are a later group on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> They're right up after Death Chemist. There are definitely some like queer and punk looking like younger folk around. And there are also, I guess not as overtly like colorful people around all right nev is going to find the surliest looking teen (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, as Nav does that, gonna pause for like a literal second to just kind of like look at that eight track bin. Is there any employees looking at me? <laughs> uh, not specifically, no. I'm a just real slick po- uh, pocket and eight track. <laughs> okay. It's Abba. Okay. We have a klepto on the team. Yay. <laughs> uh, I, I get, um. Are you going to make me roll for this? I feel like you have to roll for this. Okay, let's go. But I will give you an asset because it's the eight track bin. Yo. Because <laughs> nobody gives a shit about the eight track bin. I, I think it'll be a level, level two, honestly. Okay, this is and fucking nothing. Ba- baseline and then reduced by one. And then if you have anything else for it. Deceiving is the only thing I have. Or perception maybe of like, ooh, here, look perfect moment or something. I don't. Um, those feel social to me. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, it's a fucking nine, so. Yeah, that's plenty. You have an eight track. I just slip it in my pocket and follow Nav. They're like eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like I have eight bucks on me. <laughs> You work for a clandestine agency that investigates supernatural occurrences. How do you not have some money? Look, first paycheck hasn't dropped yet. Fair enough. I do I do understand that. I don't exactly have cash, and also I'm not paying for a goddamn eight track. <laughs> All right. Uh, where is the surliest teen? Okay. There is a teen in like blackfish nets uh, with like shorts over, like ripped jean shorts over the over them, uh, with a kind of crop top of. There's a <laughs> with a My Little Pony crop top. Oh God, it's a brony! How is a brony the earliest teen in this location? Well, that's finish. She's got some of those like like weaving. Um, colored streaks that you can just kind of put in her hair and she's talking to this guy who's uh he's wearing glasses and like khaki pants and you know a, a collared shirt they seem to be having a good time i feel like at this point i'm going to describe nav a little more clearly so that we're we're painting the word pictures here uh we've already established nav is the smallest physically member of this group mm-hmm. they're like five three tiny like skinny scrawny looking thing and knowing that they were going out to a record store they dressed in what they presumed was incognito which is just like a hoodie that is far too large <laughs> and like slacks okay they're not good at this i find this hilarious because i do have to mention that Bell is just looming behind in a fucking, like, blazer and, like, nice slacks and a pair of, like, solid boots. And is just absolutely looming at, like, 5'8 over the back behind Nav. <laughs> yes. And so Nav can arguably... They're one of those ambiguous 20-somethings that doesn't, like, necessarily look like a teenager but they don't you've got baby face they don't not look like a teenager it's like one of those where you're like you could play a teenager in uh on tv since we don't really know what teenagers really look like on tv yeah it's like better than the cast of greece but definitely <laughs> but 
but maybe not like actual teens. Amazing. But anyways, Nav is going to go up to these these teens and say, "Excellent performance of music tonight, isn't it?" <laughs> God no. How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> oh, this is good. No, let's well. be fair to Nav. They do talk like this to everybody. Yeah. Completely, but oh boy, this is certainly an example of it going not as well. You are projecting. You don't know that these teens are going to be mean. We don't know that. <laughs> well, you do. You're the DM. If you don't know, nobody does. God knows, and God chooses for these teens to be bastards. I never said that. Prove me wrong then, Lex. Prove me. Are these children going to be little bastards? Shut up and I'll tell you. (laughs) God speaks, I listen. So you say this, and she kind of turns and looks at you. uh, Yeah, uh, um, how does... How do people speak? What's our, what's our regular person voice? <laughs> oh no, I broke you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Petty Bonnet's pretty rad. Who 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 are you? Uh, my name is Van. <laughs> <laughs> and they stick their hand out awkwardly. And yours? Uh, Belle is cringing away a little bit and just kind of like leans over and starts meandering towards the nearest employee. Name's Jasper. She doesn't take your hand. <laughs> Nav d- drops the hand just just like straight down at a 90 degree angle uh, and then uh, says, sorry for interrupting your evening. I was wondering if perhaps you were familiar with or had seen my Acquaintance, Isaac, he tends to frequent these events. Roll something. (laughs) You have to be more specific than that. I think you're going to have to roll perception. Perception, interesting. It's going to be level three. Uh, Do I have anything that would help for that? I probably can't math my way out of this one. Oh, boy. (laughs) Rolled a two. There ain't shit that's going to help with. (laughs) No, I haven't seen an Isaac. Sorry. My apologies. And then have turns around and walks away. <laughs> and goes straight to Bell and is like, that was unsuccessful. All right, that's a <sighs> great start. Let's go. Let's go, though. We got this. We got this. Not going to let this ruin our m- momentum. We got this. Uh, so I'm looking for the nearest employee to go harass. <laughs> I'm a fucking okay. Karen now. Oh, no. Out of curiosity, what are the boys doing? So how long do you think we should wait? I thought the answer was until screaming. I, I, that's that's what I had wrote down here. Well, no, this is just another example of you not paying close enough attention to what's going on around you, Pete. Because the actual answer is uh, we can go in whenever we want. The screaming was just in case something goes wrong and they need us to get in there right away. But then what about the robots that are waiting up? That's that's just my... Right, yeah, we, we talked about that. That was my writing idea, not real life. It's becoming really hard to distinguish the two recently. I, God knows what it's going to be like the next time my folks call. Uh, okay. You have been going to your counseling sessions, right? Yeah. I, uh, Twice a week. My therapist sounds says that I am by far the most 
interesting candidate they've ever had. That, that, that's a good thing, right? I, I mean, I'm not sure you, sp- you get a score, but like, it, I, I'm winning, right? Is this, is this your, your estate-mandated therapist? That is where I go to talk to them. And they said you're the, uh, you know what, never mind. We can come back to this conversation later. Let's just go inside. Yeah, okay, that, that sounds good. I, screaming was going to be a bit morbid anyway, to be honest. But I don't know, maybe they're waiting for a concert. People scream at those, right? I mean, the ones I've been to anyway, though. Guess it depends what you mean by screaming. Um, <laughs> I am opening the door and entering <laughs> the record store. Dear God. Uh, Pocket Sand is a funk ambient drone band. Oh, we hey, love good luck that. writing the music for this episode, Lex. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to write all of it, but I do have some diegetic music planned for you that I'm going to send for you later that I wrote two months ago. It, that is going to be sick. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that pocket sand? <laughs> of course. Of course. Fucking, of course you're in on the goddamn underground Canadian music scene. You're, you're allowed, the, you mean the band name? You're allowed to call your band pocket sand? Man, that's kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, you can call, you can call a band basically anything. I mean, some things will result in you not getting, you know, on labels and stuff. But if you're underground, you can basically call yourself whatever. I mean, it didn't really stop the butthole surfers. (laughs) Oh, hi, Nav. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like uh, Pete has started kind of bobbing a little. It's like you know, I'm kind of digging this. Is is this, I don't know the, the vernacular, but I, I kind of get it. It's like pocket, but like sand, you know? Man, I should. <laughs> Man, these, these, these guys know their stuff. Nav starts mimicking the bouncing of people around them. Have I found an employee yet? <laughs> yes. Me and Nav just be bouncing. <laughs> Not even in sync. <laughs> Merely vibing. Like I'd like Nav to think like, so hard to vibe. That, that Nav is like perfectly mimicking someone else, and like Pete's not even on beat, and they're standing right <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> oh, Nav is definitely perfectly on time, almost metronome-like. It's kind of upsetting. <laughs> Which is maybe even more impressive, considering that they are this like they have this ambient vibe going on. Yeah, that's why it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Great job not making a scene, gag. Their, their, so- their songs come to an end, and then Saba Klein gets on stage after, you know, they switch out. Uh, you have found an employee, Belle. Awesome. Wasn't particularly hard. You want to harass the person? Who do you want to harass? Want to harass someone standing behind the counter or the merch table? A person at a counter. Okay. Hi, how can I help you? Hi, so uh, this is a little random, but uh, I'm actually uh, looking out for my little, uh, for my best friend's little brother, uh, Isaac, uh, Issa. I'm not really sure where they are right now. Uh, Have you seen them? I know they used to come around here a lot, and I was just wondering if you've seen them. We're getting kind of worried. I don't, do you have a, do you know when? Like. I'm not always on shift. I'm kind of a part-time worker. I usually come in for bigger events like this. Uh, so I don't necessarily know 
But, I feel so terrible for what's about to happen here. But like... Uh, we have a picture. You, yeah, you have a picture in the file. Yeah, I'm just going to slide it out of my pocket and just kind of... Uh, you seen them around here? Uh, would have been within the last... Uh, would have been about a week. Last time any of us saw them, at least. I mean, you hand him the uh, the thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think I, I think I saw this kid like I don't know, like two or three weeks ago, something like that. Maybe I, I think again, I don't actually know them, but you know, like Luca might know, or like uh, maybe maybe one of the more regular employees here. Yeah. Do you mind uh, just pointing me to somebody I could ask? Uh. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of busy right now. They're... I totally get that, but if you could just put me to one of them, I can wait for a better moment. I mean, okay, it's like a surprise, but it's never actually a surprise. Radigan Stripes and the Mischief is about to play, so, like, they're all kind of getting ready for that. So wait wait till after that performance, maybe? Yeah. And then uh, you can try and ch- talk to them, because, like, Radigan owns the sh- store, right? Yeah, no, uh, no, sorry, I'm kind of curious now. Radigan? I'm newer around here, so uh, Radigan's a store owner. That's pretty rad. Radigan, yeah, Radigan owns the owns the store. You're in the vinyl rat, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he owns the store, and oh my god, he is such an incredible musician. Oh, you're gonna, yeah. your mind is going to be absolutely blown. Just wait. Uh, after oh, this, I can't wait. After this person, he's on. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, just wait, well, wait for that. I guess. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. I'll I'll get out of your hair, but thanks again. And I'll go slide off over to the others. All right. So, uh, apparently, I got a fucking part timer. Doesn't know as much, but okay. The guy who owns this place is apparently some dude named Radigan who's gonna perform up here pretty quick. Here, that absolutely sounds sus as fuck. Rat Radigan. Well, Radigan, I mean, we're in the vinyl rats, so like it's on theme, it's on brand, but like yeah, you you got you gotta give him points for the theming. I mean, he he may be about to do who knows what to all of us, but he he's at least keeping with the aesthetic. You know, I just this is this is exceedingly sus as fuck. I maintain that we can either wait until after the performance and go try and corner him then, because I get the fucking gut feeling this. Fuckers absolutely tied up in this somehow. Or we could go and try to corner someone in the back right now. Is there any risk that by listening to him perform live music, we will all be transported to some other dimension? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I do highly doubt it. I mean, remember, all the all the people we've heard so have heard about so far have all go, gone missing from listening to the record. And it seems to be something inlaid in the record. Yeah, I guess there have been no cases of... Uh more than one person going missing at a time like if this entire store emptied that'd be kind of a headline wouldn't it but at the- yeah there are like probably 30 40 people in here at least like i don't actually know how people being in buildings uh works wise but it's not it is not not packed or it, it is not not busy like if if everyone disappeared in here that would make headlines i think it would be fucking wild no, absolutely. We we should totally go and just slack recap on this shit. Like there's no way that they there's no way that something happens just by listening to the music. I think it's got to be something more along the lines of like it's something that's in the records, I think, man. 
That sounds so high. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to be in the records, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you, man. It's in the records. It's in the music. It's it's it, it's laid deep in the vinyl. It's something that it transports you. All right. Uh, Saba Klein, who has been performing a cover of uh, a fairly like more mainstream pop song, uh, finishes up. And... Nev does a polite golf clap. <laughs> There's some pretty good applause around. Well, Nav's plan with the the teens didn't work out, so I think they're just going to start like closely examining records in the store to see if any of them match like the type that we found. Um, make a level two difficulty like investigation or percent some kind of like looking for things check. I do have, uh, I'm not eligible in the strange. Does that help? No. I got a four. A four, you needed a six. So. Man, Nav's incompetent. Maybe there's just too much noise. Yeah, I think you get kind of overwhelmed by the sound in the room. Like, uh, and and you don't, you, you can't like get through the whole store um, in the time frame that you would have liked to. And you just, your brain kind of starts skipping over records it's like oh what is this oh this is like pink floyd or oh this one looks weird or nope that's just like pinocchio by disney from the 80s all right nav's getting overwhelmed is there a bathroom uh yeah go ahead and uh, yeah you can pop into the bathroom nav's gonna go hide in the bathroom okay wait we we see nav just running off towards the bathroom i think so but also happening at the same time there, there are some instruments already set up on stage, and we get that MC again. Now what you've all been waiting for, everyone's doing a great job tonight, but the owner of the shop is ready to perform. Radigan Stripes and the Mischief. And four people come out on stage. They're all in varying kind of... It's, it's almost like folk punk outfits, got a drummer you've got a violinist yeah you've got someone who gets over on like a synthesizer with a bunch of tech and whatnot over there and a computer they're all in like black and they all have these kind of strips of of color on their sort of black leather and then out comes a blonde man with like braids in his hair carrying a flute and he's in this like colorful like it's like heavy punk rocker style outfit oh my god he's the fucking pied piper i just got it (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on and uh they start up and they are playing this song all right fuck god damn it he's good but there's obviously something going on with this and I also need all of you to make a level six intellect defense roll. Oh, oh no! God damn it! Except we talk- for Nav. Except for me, who's in the back we room. We talked God ourselves damn. out of this. It's just too bad because I do have really high intellect, yep, so it's probably bad. Be fine. That's not great. <laughs> I think Nav. I think you kind. Of, I think you actually do need to make a check, but you are going to get two assets because you are in the bathroom. You can't hear it nearly as well. So it'll only be level four for you, Nav. Uh, so I just rolled a fucking four. Okay. 
I rolled a 17. Yo. Uh, we need one of us to be... Uh, 20. Natural 20. Let's fucking Yay! go. No Holy EXP shit. spent for me. I take down doors. Fucking Pete takes down mind fuckers. So, six times three, Colin, that... You needed to beat an 18. So you rolled a 17? Uh, oh, no. yes. Oh my god, is the only one going to come out of this brain functional the rookie? This is this is such good content. And, uh, Kenzie, what'd you get? Okay, I got an 18 anyways. Okay, that is plenty. So you and Pete are not affected by this, but the other two of you? As this song is played, this flautist is kind of rocking out on stage. The music slips into your ears with all the grace of a finch, flitting about your brain, singing of freedom and cunning. You are enthralled by it. Basically, for now, all you want to do is listen to this performance. It is some of the best shit you've ever heard, and all the other audience members are right there with you. They're cheering, like they're they're just enraptured. And there's basically nothing else that you want to do. And you know, even perceiving things is gonna be a little bit tricky. Yo, this is amazing. I mean, that's alright. I don't know. Dude, Maybe you kidding it... me? This is a this is fucking awesome! I just, I'm not really a flute guy, I guess. It's I mean, I guess I have bad taste. Everyone else here seems to be into it. Uh hey, aren't we like so uh what, what was the plan? Once, like, we're gonna, once he's done, we're going to, uh... Uh, late, later, man, later, man. L- let's just enjoy this for a minute, hey? It's forget the plan. Just... Just listen to the music, dude. So, Nev is going to take her... Or their bathroom time to put in some earplugs because they are overwhelmed by the sound, even without having, like, yeah. noticed that it's trying to psychically assault them. Uh, and also... So they're gonna come out. I I think also Pete's too dumb to realize what's going on here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Pete's an idiot. But Nav, you might notice. You might be kind of aware of. I think because of your descriptor, you actually can tell that there's something weird happening to your brain with this music. Okay, so Nav Nav puts in their earplugs and their set of emergency noise canceling headphones. Uh, just to be precautious. I mean, like, would would this be something that, like, he'd have to be actually incredibly stupid to to realize? Or, like, with a natural 20, is it possible that he's just, like... Oh, natural 20, right, right, right. Yeah, I got a natural 20. So there's, there's, like, I was playing it off as, like, it just somehow didn't take at all, and Pete does not know nearly enough about experience to... That doesn't feel like... So a natural 20 is a major effect. So I feel like you definitely are aware that like not only is something weird, like I think you know exactly what part of the music is is getting you. Like there are, there are synths, there are drums, all this stuff, but it is specifically coming from his flute that this this effect, it's, it's those notes that are trying to play with your brain. And he's doing some looping. There, there's some looping with the this um, in this song. There are like two flutes happening that, but there's only one playing, and it's it's specifically the live flute, not the looped flute, that is messing with your head, or not messing with your head in your case. Huh. 
The flute also, you, I think knowing this, you take a look at that flute and you can see that there are uh, some little charms kind of hanging off of it. Um, there's some things tied to it uh, for style. Um, and one of these things, there's, there's one that looks kind of weird almost. It's like, a, it's like a green little dongle off of the flute that maybe doesn't look like it's tied to the flute so much as like connected to the flute itself. That's all you get. So this person didn't put phone charms on their flute. I mean, there might be some phone charms. It's more like, it's more like strings and st- and like, yeah, it's mostly like strings and. It won Gachapon Tiny Pokemon. It's a hypno. <laughs> that would be funny. Huh. I assume that yeah, you know, I don't really have anything with recording capability, do I? Like, I forget. Did we agree that we we? No, wait. Pete doesn't. You have phones. Yeah, Pete. And Pete like, might have, like, a flip phone, but even those could kind of record shitty, I think. It's been a while since I've actually used a flip phone. I mostly just stuffed it with weird pirated games when I was a kid. <laughs> well, Nav has many digital cameras. Yeah. <laughs> we have established So this. I guess Pete will, like, in the middle of doing his complete himbo shtick, like, just glance at the stage and at that point, notice everything that you just scripted to me and just have a moment where he like, I, maybe it's just something about how his brain was reconstructed is making, it's like rejecting it, but he's getting like a good sense for it. He's like, whoa, I, okay. Uh, and he, he's all under his breath. He's suddenly trying very hard not to be suspicious. He, he starts bouncing again. Um, it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just gonna, i gonna use the bathroom, but y'all have a great time. Um, and no, no, you don't want to miss the soft. Fucking hell, he's gonna be missing out. Okay, so Nav and, Nav and Peter meet again at the bathroom. Yeah, I'm gonna start trying to walk, find my way to the bathroom and uh nav pulls will into the or not will nav pulls pete into the bathroom pulls you through the fourth wall oh well hi uh so good news i i think i uh know what's going on uh do you, the bad news is that our friends are being mind controlled yeah you how did you know that i don't even know how i knew that here take these nav gives them some earplugs he Pete will put them on. So, so this guy is doing the man. It's, feels like this is familiar to me. Like there's the a story being reenacted. I don't know, might. But uh, I don't know. Whatever's happening. Uh, do we? What do we do? Like I kind of want to drag them out of there, but that would kind of cause a scene. And like if, if did you see anything specific that might be triggering this response? Oh yeah, no, that one's obvious. There's a the, the dude's flute, definitely. I felt felt something coming from it. Like, I mean, I guess you were in the bathroom, and the flute had some stuff tied to it. Kind of, first I kind of thought it was one of, the, like, a, some sort of aesthetic charm or what have you, but it felt like it was emanating something that was, like, almost probing into my mind. Uh, I didn't realize at first until I got a good look at it. And Nev wants to use premonition on mm. the flute. Okay, premonition about this flute. You get the image of like medieval garbed hunters. 
Are they medieval garbed or are they Renfair garbed? They're medieval. It's like, this looks like a more authentic kind of old timey garb. They, they are clearly hunters and there is a sense of chase. And then there is a sense of sleep. I think that is the random fact that I'm going to provide. Nav takes some detailed notes on that whole scenario uh, and then says, well, I've attempted to glean more about this, but it doesn't seem terribly helpful to our current situation. I could explode the flute with my mind. Um, well, oh, you took that one? I took Shatter, yeah. Oh, I for some reason I was thinking you were taking a, a different one. That's that's rad. Continue. Well, that's that would certainly work. I mean, we don't know what he's doing now. I mean, he might be just getting us all to buy his teleporty merch. Uh, I mean, I would like to get my friends out as soon as possible, but even pulling them out of the way might attract attention. Like, you think if we shattered that flute, like, you think they'd know they'd be mind-controlled, or do you think we would have just, like, I don't know. I think the odds are the crowd would believe that we had simply, or someone had simply ruined the concert. I doubt anybody here would have the knowledge to know that I specifically was blowing up a flute with my mind. But it would help, perhaps, if you caused some kind of a diversion. Well, uh, all right, I can do that. Pete is nonchalant enough that I'm hoping this won't cause his imminent death. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, diversion, and he's going to, uh, look and, uh... We're gonna leave the bathroom together. He's gonna look around. What is the biggest... Is there, like, a big stand of records, like... What is the exactly most easily toppable thing in the room right now? Oh, boy. Would, yeah, there, Will, there, you there, are reading my mind. <laughs> there are plenty of those, I would say, yeah. So Pete is just going to be, like, start, like, going in, nodding again, doing his, like, best bat B-movie impression of having the transfiction kick in. And then he's going to start bouncing <laughs> and grooving, and then it's going to start to, like, pick up a little bit, and he's practically just, like... You know, go, you'll go like, whoo, all right. And we'll just start, <laughs> like, aggressively writhing, like, slowly in the direction of something he thinks he can topple over. And then <laughs> when he gets close oh enough, <laughs> he is going to do a, some sort of attempted pirouette, collide with one of the bets goes on purpose, <laughs> and attempt to just completely topple a fucking record. <laughs> A record stand with his body. Do I need to roll for this? Because I yeah, will. Yeah, I think I, I think you do because the stores are set up to not be toppled generally. But I I would say let's do a th- level three. Natural twenty again. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so good? Because <laughs> it's Pete, brah. Uh, okay, Pete. We, Pete. We, we gotta give you a major effect, right? Um. Dominoes. Dominoes. Yes, your store collapses. This knocks out a singling tile somehow. <laughs> every like every shelf along the entire wall just topples in a cascade. I want- God. The entire stage comes down on itself. Maximum collateral damage. The stage falling is a good idea, actually. 
If it knocks down the stage, that kind of solves two problems in one. <laughs> Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> Something needs to be Wait, on fire. <laughs> that in particular, like Rube Goldberging uh, and knocking a bit of the stage over in like the most bizarre way is very in keeping with your descriptor. It's very key. It's true. <laughs> it really is. And that is part of what uh, major effects are all about. It's doing things in keeping with your themes. So, in the most unlucky or lucky uh, turn of events you could possibly do, you knock over a stand of records, which knocks over another stand of records, which knocks over a stand of sunglasses, which causes a few people to slip. Um, And I think somehow a shoe flies off and hits a light above the stage, which then falls onto the corner of the stage and uh, there just happened to be a weak, like a... It's not up to code. It's not up to code. Something got knocked loose during the Petty Bonnets performance. And one, one of the legs on the stage goes out and like that corner of the stage, it's, it's like a modular setup. That corner collapses. And I think the, I think a bunch of the electronics um, I think it's part of that electronics section. The person performing those manages to jump back and is okay. And but the ele- the computer goes tumbling, and suddenly the sound system is fucking killed, and everything stops, grinds to a halt, and everybody starts screaming a little bit. Nav joins in the booing and then grabs her their friends by the scruff of their necks and starts dragging them to the exit. What I don't know if they're me? booing. Every nobody's booing, <laughs> but everybody's shocked. more shocked. Like, what the fuck? This is a terrible thing to have happened. When the music ends, does the effect end? When the music ends, the effect does end. Although there is a there. Well, <laughs> I think that the shock has definitely broken a lot more of that but there's still that like that was some damn good music there's a sense of that of like this was really good and i would like to hear it again but i think that fades very quickly because everything has fallen apart and now there are some people trying to get themselves picked back up and make sure that they are not you know make sure everybody's okay but the music is done the music's over you're dragging us away just like Yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? I didn't even that? have to use my mind flowers to explode that flute. <laughs> Good well, job, Pete. The flute is fine, but uh, that but was the- embarrassing. Was that you? No, that was Pete. I, well, speaking of Pete, is he just like he is not being dragged away right now? He is in a pile of records, surrounded by probably some very disapproving party goers that were just like he ruined the greatest music festival music performance of all time. I think a few people are like, are, are you okay? Oh my God, what what happened? And try and help pick you up. Oh, wow. Nice concert, guys. Uh, All right. <laughs> nothing to see here. This is a friend of ours. We're just going to, you know, head over. Uh, the, 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 and then he grabs Pete by the hand and just kind of like. What? Uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And okay, as he's away. going, he's going to be flailing and apologizing profusely. But he's going to try and get a glance at the stage. Where is Flute Boy, Radigan? What's he doing? Where's his shit? I think he's like helping his bandmate, like checking on his bandmate and is like, are you okay? And I think is like trying to figure out, he's standing there kind of looking 
shocked and it's like okay people looks make sure everybody's okay uh i guess hey um he uh snaps his fingers at someone who is standing by an employee door and it's like they like start to try and pick stuff up all right i would no, I, I can only levitate the flute. I can't do anything meaningful to it. So as of currently, I don't think my my powers work here. So probably now is the time for us to try and leave. <laughs> I think we're making our uh, exit. Bill's following, but it's just kind of like, yeah, guys, what the, fu- what the fuck just happened? What the fuck was that about? Uh, flute's haunted. Got in your brain. I... What? Don't say that in here. I would like to, before we leave the store, I would like to sense something strange. Mm. What's that do again? Uh, You can sense whether creatures of an alternative recursion, creatures of the strange, strange ciphers, or other related phenomena are active in situations where their presence is not obvious. Okay. So after the flute's done. (laughs) Right. It's not obvious, I guess. Okay, I mean, there's obviously some kind of effect affecting your minds, right? But I think as you examine the room, you can tell that Radigan is not of Earth. <laughs> and Team, I, this just got a lot more complicated. And I think you can also see that the guy stand who went he snapped he like snapped his fingers at who is by the door is also not of Earth. Okay, I think we may have enough to report to headquarters tonight. First, give me a minute. Give me here. I have one more thing we should do here. All right, guys. Are you gonna buy his album? Because I was actually thinking about that too. I don't yes. think I should go back in the store. I. Nav slaps both <laughs> Bell and Colin. Okay, no, no, we can get, we need a sample, one that hasn't been used. Well, you, you guys were really into it, even if you weren't trying to be. You could just go back in as fans. You could just be like, hey, sorry for my stupid idiot friend that ruined everything. Could we still have your music? Or I can just walk in and buy buy a record. It doesn't, I don't have to make a big deal out of shit. You didn't, it's all right. And by the way, thank you, Pete. That was fucking slick. It, in the weirdest, most fucking insane domino way. I know, right? I, I, I wish I, I did that I have no idea how you planned that. Oh, oh wait, no, oh. wait, no, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Planned it, pla- planned it all. It was... <laughs> <laughs> very, very targeted. I'm, I'm a good, good agent. Uh, I was just testing you to see if you understood that it was okay. No, I, I, I can't keep this up. I have no idea how I did that. <laughs> Nav puts a hand on Pete's shoulder and says, "You are going to make an excellent paradox." You know, not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> February twenty sixth, two thousand nine. Admin log three. In conjunction with the investigation on Rook, I myself have set about learning more about the so-called Improbable Geographical Society. The estate has had a few run-ins with the secretive and old British organization, but few have been overtly hostile. Largely, they seem to style themselves as explorers and catalogers, with more individualized motives among its members. Going through the salvaged files here at Casaloma, I've found only a few references to the IGS, largely structured as joint operations. This is perhaps in keeping with the former director's claim of only loosely working under their umbrella. 
For now, I will refrain from reaching out to avoid spreading knowledge of this facility's operation. Instead, I will be digging into the founding of Castle Loma. I suspect the Canadian broadcaster Claire Wallace may have had strange ties. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.